verses 1 through 12, hear these words of scripture. Not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. We all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. Or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a word of evil among parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. But out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Mark. A few weeks ago, Russ and I noticed that our air conditioner was not working as well as it normally did. And it's been hot and humid. I don't know if you've noticed this, but Russ and I, in that moment, looked at one another and we asked, did you change the air filter? Did you change the air filter? The answer was, no one had changed the air filter. And so I went downstairs and I checked it out. Ew, it was disgusting. No wonder the AC wasn't working. There was no airflow. And I also realized in that moment that we had used up the spare air filter that we had purchased. So we put that on the list for the next day. And after much conversation, we decided that we were going to leave the old air filter out of the AC for the night so that the air could get through. I went and got another air filter and several more the next morning and replaced it and all was well. I'll tell you though, I was nervous about leaving the AC without a filter, even if it was just for one day. I was imagining all of the dust and the dog hair and the stuff, the pollen that was going through the unit and then throughout the house. And it just didn't seem like a good thing to do. There's a reason we have filters. 
And there's a reason that we have filters on our mouths. In today's scripture, James doesn't mince words when he's speaking about the power of words that we use. The power of our tongues is the way that he puts it. He says the tongue, like the bit in the mouth of a horse or rudder on a huge ship, is a small part of the body, but it has great power. The message, which is a paraphrase of scripture, it continues in the scripture this way. It only takes a spark, remember, to set off a forest fire. A careless or wrongly placed word out of your mouth can do that. By our speech, we can ruin the world, turn harmony into chaos, throw mud on your reputation, send the whole world up in smoke, and go up in smoke with it. Smoke right from the pit of hell. James does not mince words. And we know what he says to be true. I'm sure immediately as I was saying these things, saying, reading James, that immediately people and situations popped into your minds. Politicians, celebrities, parents at school board meetings, friends on social media, us speaking to family and friends, all using our words to turn harmony into chaos, throwing mud on a reputation, sending the whole world up in smoke. This week, I was talking with someone, remarking that for so long, the majority of our interactions were behind a screen. And so we lost the human connection with one another. We forgot that those we were speaking with were actually real, whole people. And now, even though we're interacting with one another in person again, I think we've forgotten that part. Remember, we've forgotten that the person in front of us is a real, whole human a creation of God, God's beloved creation. We still treat them as if they're only a face on the screen or even a faceless voice over the phone. And James speaks directly to this in verses 9 and 10. He says, With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My siblings, this should not be so. We have lost our Jesus filter. Our Jesus filter works in two different ways. The first way is it's like that AC or furnace filter. It filters out all of the junk before it comes out our mouths. Do we know what I'm talking about here? Yes, okay, I'm not the only one that has this thing that causes me, thankfully, to stop. And all the words just, they stay back here instead of coming out my mouth. And I say just stupid, stupid things at inappropriate times. That is the Jesus filter. We pause and we think, is this really appropriate right now? Would Jesus approve? Would Jesus be pleased with me saying these things to this person? And then also, 
A Jesus filter is like a Snapchat or an Instagram filter. It helps us to see the person we are talking with as a whole human in the best possible light, as a beloved child of God worthy of respect and grace and love. Not simply as someone who thinks differently than us, or not simply focused on one aspect of that individual, whether it's their political party, or their gender, or their skin color, or ethnicity, or whether they are wearing a mask or not. They are a whole person, the person in front of us, created and beloved, and we should speak to them that way. James concludes this section of scripture saying, can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. I imagine James, when he's saying this, has all of the frustration and the sarcasm flowing out of him from the whole world. It's just all contained, and he's like, really, is this what you think? Do you really think that you can speak to God with reverence and love, and then turn around in the next sentence, the same breath even, and speak to God's created ones with rudeness and disrespect? It doesn't work that way. Not if you truly believe, James says. This is this week's beautiful punch in the gut from James. The fruit that we produce with our words reveals our hearts. Or to put it another way, the words we use reflects our relationship with and our belief in Jesus as Lord of all our life, or just some of our life. Yes, the tongue is a small thing, and yet the way that we use it helps us understand who we really are following and where we are really heading. It helps us understand that, and other people can see that as well. I pray that this week we will use our Jesus filters. I, I remarked, um, I, <laughs> I texted Jenny this past week and I said, okay, Jesus does not need to give me so many examples for this week's sermon. Because, and I really think that this is one of those scriptures that applies so well to every day uh, right now in this world. Imagine if we used our Jesus filter and it it enabled us to use the power of our words not to condemn and criticize one another, but to bless one another and to build one another up. Wouldn't it be just a beautiful and a wonderful thing if God's unconditional love and radical grace was felt by the people with whom we speak? If when we got done speaking, they knew that they were loved, that they were cared for, and that they, that they, they were filled with this unconditional love of God, wouldn't that just be a beautiful and wonderful thing 
May it be so. Amen. I invite you to share your words in, as we prepare ourselves for prayer. If you would like to hear, fill out a blue prayer card and get it up here. I would, we would love to include those in our prayers for this today and this coming week. And those online, please, um, be, you are encouraged to share in the comments on Facebook, as well as the, um, you can share at pastor, or not pastor, that's me. You can also, you can email me, pastor at brexelumc.com. That's good. Also, prayer at brexelumc.com. Um, that, those are ways that we can pray with and for one another. I invite you to stand as we sing this next song together. Oh, my. 
prayers that have come through. Um, Sue asked for prayers for her mom, Carol, who will be having surgery a week from this Monday. And Alicia asked for prayers for her father, who um, has been admitted to the hospital and um, with slight pneumonia and um, other difficulties. And um, this is a family that I did a funeral for um, this past week. So just prayers for their family as they are working through a lot right now. And also, Marla asked for prayers for Ginger, who may have a broken shoulder from a motorcycle accident. And Matt asked for prayers for people in New England as Tropical Storm Henri comes ashore. And then also um, prayers that we get Americans and Afghan friends out of Afghanistan safely and praying for the whole um, crisis in Afghanistan right now. And then also for prayers for um, Haiti and for wildfires and for the many other things that I'm sure um, are happening around the world and I'm just not thinking about right now. But we know there are many things that um, we need to keep in our prayers and it seems overwhelming sometimes, but if we name them together, recognizing we are coming together in prayer, giving them to our big, big God, then it seems manageable to be able to um, know that God is with us and helping us to understand how we can be with those people and, and care for them here, here on earth. So let us go to our Lord in prayer. Glorious God, we delight in your grace, your grace that is poured out upon each one of us. And God, we join all company of heaven and earth and offer you praise, because speaking your name is like honey in our mouths. You provide us with everything that we need in this life, and also the gift of salvation through Jesus. God, we are grateful for the gifts that you have filled our daily, our days with. And we are sorry that when your plans don't match our plans, we reject them and often we reject you. And we are sorry that we are so good at speaking out of both sides of our mouths. Oh Lord, May we receive your mercy. Have mercy upon us and help us to try again. Because you have called us, you have commissioned us to be teachers and witnesses to your great majesty in this world. Let your Holy Spirit guide our words, guide our works with our hands, guide our hearts, our minds, so that in all things we might honor you. And Lord, we recognize that so many of your children in this world are burdened with struggle, physically, emotionally, spiritually. And we pray that your wisdom, your courage, your peace, and your hope might be felt in their lives 
so that their burdens might be light. And as we go throughout our days, may the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O God, our rock and our redeemer. We pray these things in the beautiful name of Jesus as we pray together the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As we go from this time together, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you peace. Go in peace and not in pieces. Amen. Have a great week.